groove of silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting to the Matrix on the 17th of March, 2009. There's always new people coming into the site and to this show as well. So I advise them to go to my website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, where you can find lots of previous talks I've given. We're trying to fill in a lot of the blank spots to give you in history to show you why we're progressing along a predetermined path. I try to show you the various organizations, this pyramid structure uh, that plans the future of the world, that plans the wars, the interactions of nations, and even the economic takedowns. Because after all, economics is part of warfare. It's a main strategy in all warfare. You can also get written transcripts of these talks, which you can print up from cutting through the matrix, Alan Watt cuttings, um, it's, sorry, I'll watch sentinel.eu. I get mixed up with all the websites out there. I've got up there myself. And you can print them up and they're written in the various languages of Europe. You can support me, keep me going by ordering what I have for sale on cuttingthroughmatrix.com. Or you can donate to me as well. Today I've been just looking at all the, the things that are going on. There's so much going on in the world because the world is in, as they say themselves, transition. This is the century, supposedly, of great transitions. And the big boys who planned it literally go over every country with a fine-tooth comb. They've already studied all the cultures, the habits, the mentalities of different peoples. And they've planned their brave new world scenario. I just listened to a talk given by Brzezinski at Chatham House on this very topic of what's coming up and how the U.S. must submerge into this new world system where other countries uh, will start to take over more of the roles the U.S. used to play. But he also goes into all of the scary scenarios if they can't pull it off uh, in the way they've, they've designed it to. And he even made a kind of reference to the fact that the, the shaky economic system was perhaps a help at this stage of the game. I'm sure it is, because I'm sure it was planned, to fulfilling their mission of bringing in this new global society. They certainly took down Russia because the big tycoons over there were banking, completely, literally banking on oil, their own oil about $140 per barrel and it's plummeted so they've come off their high horses and they're ready to negotiate in different areas now and I'm sure other countries are doing the same and it's amazing to think that we can live our lives listening again to that talk by Brzezinski he talks in long term he even talks about a new generation or a generation in the Soviet ex-Soviet system to grow up to think differently, see themselves differently, see the past differently, 
than the ones who are alive today in Russia. That's how they plan things. And after Brzezinski, there'll be a, a little clone of Brzezinski with a different name uh, who will be planning the next phase of it. So long-term strategy, you see. Long-term goals. And we, all of us, are just part of the strategy as we live our lives. That's all, that's all we are to these people with their ongoing chess uh, game. And they have the, the future pretty well planned. And at the moment, it's sewn up because everything's going along in their favor. But there's more going on to do with freedom of speech. And the big boys coming down heavy-handed with authorities. And I'm going to speak about that after this break. Before, 
the 7-7 ripple effect video that's up there on, on the internet for everyone who sees me up for a long time. And his name is John Anthony Hill. He made that, he produced it. And it was to do with the bombings in London. He strung together basically a whole bunch of articles that were shown publicly on national television and it was from newspapers and so on. I made this documentary. And because of what happened, he's now been arrested. And at the moment, he's in Ireland, Southern Ireland. And the EU have got a warrant out and they charged him with extradition back to England, to Westminster, to stand trial for interference in some way or another, they claim, with a, a court case that was going on to do, not so much with the bombers who were blown up, supposedly, but acquaintances of the bombers. This is the trial that was going on at the time. This is an article from the Wise Up Journal, the 16th of March 2009, by Gabriel O'Hara. It says, we met with John Anthony Hill, who was arrested for mailing a DVD. This is the man who made it. He mailed a copy off. With no letter attached to a UK court from Ireland. This was reported by the Irish Times. I have the link here. I'll put it on my site at the end of the show. John is also the producer and narrator of this DVD. Mr. Hill is 60 years old and showed us his arrest warrant and gave us permission to pass on information contained in it. The maximum sentence on the warrant, which, is, which they claim apparently is for trying to pervert, or possibly, or maybe, or perhaps pervert the course of justice, the, the sentence on the warrant is life imprisonment in England. John had his computer and other properties seized, which is why he requested other people help him as he's not able to defend himself properly as a result. Just now the computers and so on. The phony charge is possibly fabricating every evidence that might cause might cause injustice, and this is from the same country that helped put people in Guantanamo and other torture facilities worldwide. And that's true. I've read articles too, but actually admit they farm it out. You see, keeps their own hands kind of nice and clean. The DVD only contains mainstream media news, BBC, ITV, New York Times, etc., and the small remainder is his political opinion which as of yet no one is legally supposed to be extradited for within the EU, the Economic Union. The DVDs were also never given to the judge or foreman of the trial, which is to do with three men never mentioned in the DVD. These are the supposed friends or acquaintances or maybe acquaintances of the accused bombers. And by the way, the security companies intercepted the DVDs anyway, so the judge never got a hold of them. This is here that uh, regardless, if you agree or disagree with the contents of this documentary, anyone who values freedom would see there is an injustice being carried out here. It's a precedent, this case, that's what it really is. John's court case is on this Thursday at the four courts in Dublin. So this is this coming Thursday. Having a gathering outside would not change anything inside the court, but it might get the media to shine more light on this injustice, and you've got to get that. Those who are listening over in Ireland, you've got to make sure that they know, that people know what's going on. Because they'd love to tuck this fellow away quietly, 
with no light on them at all. John is asking anyone who is not working on that day, that's the Thursday the 19th, to come along at 1.30pm, and anyone who can take a half, half day, if possible. I'm not sure if handing out this, this, his DVD or flyers with information contained in the DVD on the street would be welcomed by the court, but it's not yet illegal to hand out free materials on the public streets of Dublin that does not promote a commercial event. Anyone who has the technical abilities to make copies or photocopy information and is able to come along might want to think of doing so. The documentary is available free on the Google videos and YouTube, 77 Ripple Effect. Perhaps spread this on forums and contact the media if you think it's a good idea, or better yet, come up with your own peaceful ideas. I'm sure you'd want to support too if injustice was carried out against you, but you should only help because you want to. And then there's related articles there to do with it when it was first reported about its arrest in the Irish Times and so on for extradition. And it's such an iffy and very uh, iffy charge attempting to pass or pervert the course of justice. How you can, could you pervert something when you give a DVD that had nothing to do with the actual accused, the ones who were accused in that trial, the judge that he sent it to, which was, was the follow-on from the bombings with acquaintances. And I think that eventually, I don't know if it was acquitted or what, but he didn't have enough evidence to put to those guys the judge never saw this disc so I think it's a precedent setting case and it will also affect possibly too all journalists because how does that affect you if you happen to have evidence about some sort of thing going on during a court case you pass it on to the judge is that the inappropriate authority it's a predetermined case. Supposedly, you're supposed to pass all information to the appropriate dealers in the information. Who's, who's higher than the judge? If it's an inquiry about a case. Maybe it's not the information they want to hear. There's also videos up there. I'm sure you've seen them too to do with various Muslims, this fellow isn't a Muslim, but there's Muslims who have been arrested too and then found not guilty because they're cherries, by the way. A bunch of cherries, a few cherries in their home and they're going to make some kind of poison out of the stones. That was the allegations. They were found, found not guilty and yet one of them still basically under house arrest for the last two or three years can be indefinite. So they can find you not guilty and still keep you under house arrest forever because they got to find terrorists, you see to justify all the BS that we're under today, all the scrutiny individually. If they can't get terrorism on the go, they'd have to say, what's all this money being spent for? What's all the hype? What's all the deprivation of privacy? What's going on? So they've got to make it happen. So it must be. What I can say about John Anthony Hill's video, it certainly makes you think because he's using mainstream media findings, using the facts, putting it together, and you're, you're left with all these question marks. It does make you ask the right questions. It was the same with 9-11. On 9-11, we know 
there was a day planned for a phony attack on the towers. How coincidental is that? The 7-7 bombings were the same. Those three areas where the bombs went off were all scheduled for phony bomb attacks that same day. Come on, what's the odds of it? What's the odds of that happening? These are must-bees as far as I'm concerned. That's my personal opinion. There must be because they had to create the problem to point the fingers to say, look, you need all the security. You can have no privacy. We've got to spy on you all. That's why. We all know that. We all know it. So why go along with the farce? Those can, can help Mr. Hill, please do so. Back with more after this break. Discussion forum 
Whirlpool, that's the name of the forum, Whirlpool, last week with $11,000 a day fine over a link published on its forum to another page blacklisted by the ACMA. And it was about an anti-abortion website. The ACMA's blacklist does not have a significant impact on web browsing by Australians today, but its sites contained on it will be blocked for everyone if the federal government implements its mandatory internet filtering censorship scheme. Uh, Every country is in on this right now, by the way. But even without the mandatory censorship scheme, as is evident in the Whirlpool case, ACMA can force sites hosted in Australia to remove prohibited pages and even links to prohibited pages. Online civil liberties campaigners have seized on the move by ACMA as evidence of how casually the regulator adds to its list of blacklisted sites. It also confirmed fears that the scope of the government's censorship plan could easily be expanded to encompass sites that are not illegal. The first rule of censorship is that you cannot talk about censorship, WikiLeaks said on its website in response to the ACMA ban. The site has also published Thailand's internet censorship list and noted that in both the Thai and Danish cases, the scope of the blacklist had been rapidly expanded. And this is how they got it in. This is how every country's brought this in, from child porn. Right, that's, they always use the same excuse. From child porn to other material, including political discussions. See, that was his real goal, nothing to do with child porn, since a lot of these guys at the top are all into it, you see, and these governments. But they use that as an excuse. Every law they put on the books has an ulterior motive. That's a fact. Already a significant portion of the 1,370 site Australian blacklists, 506 sites would be classified R18+, and X18+, which are legal to view, (laughs) will be blocked for everyone under the proposal. The government has said it was considering expanding the blacklist to 10,000 sites and beyond. It's interesting when you create another little layer of bureaucracy, they've got to expand to justify their jobs. Expand and expand and expand. Electronic Frontiers Australia said the leak of the Danish blacklist and the ACMA's subsequent attempts to block people from viewing it showed how easy it would be for ACMA's own blacklist, which is secret, to be leaked onto the web once it's handed to the ISPs for filtering. In that effect, we note that not only do these incidents show that the ACMA's censors are more than willing to interpret their broad guidelines to include a discussion forum and document repository, this demonstrably inevitable that the government's own list is bound to be exposed itself at some point in the future, the EFA said. It's actually two pages. You can read them yourself. But what I'm showing you is where it's all supposed to go. You see? It's all supposed to go. And it really is amazing, as I say, when you think of the whole wide world, this big, big wide world, there's only the U.S. left where you can even hear shows on radio like this. So support those stations because you need them. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Alan Watt were cutting through the matrix, showing you how wonderful this century of change is to be when you'll do as you're told. And if they say you're going to lock you up for life, or posting off a DVD, then that's the way it's going to be. If everyone stands around with their hands in their pockets, or they're off playing something else, or watching television, your fellow citizens are getting locked up. Because they have a conscience. The economic system is such a farce, as we all know, it's a complete farce. It's always been manipulated and run by the few. And money itself is a technique of controlling billions of people with billions of dollars. You must believe in the money system to use the money system. That's why it says in the U.S. and God we trust. Never says which God they're talking about, of course. It's probably mammon. Or maybe it's the faith in the people believing that their money will always stay the same, which is a, a con. There's nothing in life that stays the same, ever. The pyramids are crumbling, by the way. But you think from all the time since the Great Depression till now that have come up with some better schemes to supposedly stop a repeat of the Great Depression with all these schools and universities to do with uh, their teaching economics as a science and had all these great things to do to, to make sure it never happened again. That's why they deregulated the money supply back in 98. That's what started this whole ball rolling. No one was watching what they were doing then. It was a free-for-all. Because they planned to make a pile of money, get all the middle classes, put their cash into it, and all the, all the unions and so on, and then they'd crash it. They'd wipe you out. They've done it before, many times. Look at what happened in the late 1800s in the U.S. Three times in about 20 years they did the same thing. Three bankers. So the, the greatest thing they can come up with in universities and so on is to pump money into at this time, just print dollars, whereas the first Great Depression, they didn't. They refused to do it, and they claim that's what caused the Depression, not the bankers looting the public. No, it's because the governments would not put money in, wouldn't inject money into society or into the banks that had fallen. So now they're doing the reverse of it, which is called inflation. But they're calling it quantitative easing. Sounds much nicer, isn't it? This is from the, the Telegraph from yesterday. IMF poised to print billions of dollars in global quantitative easing, it says here. It's much better than hyperinflation, isn't it? International Monetary Fund, you know, the, the geniuses of all, these are the guys at the top, supposedly, the IMF, is poised to embark on what analysts have described as global quantitative easing. It's like someone is trying to expel gas when he's fat bankers. Quantitative easing by printing billions of dollars worth of a global super currency in an unprecedented new effort to address the economic crisis. This is all. This all came up, you know, uh, from Britain. It was Britain's idea. Alistair Darling and senior figures in the U.S. Treasury have been encouraging the funds to issue hundreds of billions of dollars worth of so-called special drawing rights in the coming months as part of its campaign to prevent recession from turning into global depression. Isn't it amazing, too, that some top politicians in the past and presently are saying it's the greatest thing that ever happened to get their agenda through? Which tells you it was planned this way, right? 
So should the move, which is up for discussion by the summit of G20 finance ministers this weekend, be adopted, it will represent a global equivalent of the Bank of England's plan to pump extra cash into the UK economy. It's a copy, of course, because it's the same bankers they all borrow from, isn't it? And it says here, however, economists warned that the scheme could cause a major swell of inflation, no kidding, around the world as a newly created money filters through the system. The idea has been suggested by a number of key figures, including billionaire investor George Soros, well, you can trust that man, eh? and U.S. Treasury advisor Ted Truman. I wonder what's really true about him. Simon Johnson, former chief economist at IMF, said the principle behind it is that everyone would get bonus dollars and instead of the Federal Reserve having to print them, everyone gets some. It's like a scratch and win, isn't it? Maybe it's worth something, maybe it's not. Depends on your luck. The objective is to create a windfall of cash, which, which they normally call hyperinflation. Everyone's seen the, 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 the old films from Germany when you, you see the, the money or the cash in a barrel going into the bakers for a, a loaf of bread. That's hyperinflation. Just however, if everybody gets out and spends the money, it could be very inflationary. I love these geniuses. These geniuses are always stunning me with their intellect. It's astonishing. Fantastic. There's a caller from Philadelphia on the line. It's Derek. Are you there, Derek? Hey, Alan. Are you there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, specifically, I wanted to talk about, you were just saying, you were talking about the economy. And the economy, it's almost like a science, almost, <laughs> which, they, which they tell to the people, like this, this thick science of, of everything is supposed to work this way. If you do this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is going to happen, et cetera. That's right. But in reality, it's actually just a group of extremely powerful people on top dictating exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But it, it's just amazing. I was just watching CNN on the television before, very deceptive program mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and they were talking about oh AIG etc the government is going to do this to, to start AIG but in reality AIG is actually just a they're, they're above the government almost they're telling everyone what to do sure it's just it's disgusting you know it's disgusting and, and it's planned it's all planned um, as I say it falls in with the strategy too of uh, once again disabling Russia and those within Russia who were accumulating an awful lot of wealth at the time. And now they're broke because they were counting on the next 10, 20 years of of high costs of oil and they they banked all their borrowing into the country on that very scam. So they've all been, everyone's been had here, but it's been done with masterful um, chessman uh, work, really, the chess game. It's, It's insane almost to think the people at the bottom people like us, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're really at the bottom even if you can see intellectually and at, or in whichever way mm-hmm. above most people, but still we're really at the bottom. And yes, we are at the bottom. And I'll tell you, after I'll put this link up too where you can hear Brzezinski talking about the American people at the end. And he says, the most uneducated people of all, he says, have to start a program really to start educating them on the big world out there. He really has very, very little to say about uh, uh, the mentality of the average U.S. citizen. So, so yeah, we, we people at the bottom really are just, we're just zombies to them. We honestly are. Yeah. 
And uh, it, it's it's so true. There's actually a Masonic temple, the Grand Lodge, you know, Philadelphia. Yes, a few blocks away from me. And, and actually, there's there's regularly many police cars in front, and then on the other side there are black cars, total, you know, black windows, black. Yes. It's just it's crazy. And to anyone who would who has a mind to think. It's just amazing. What are these people in black cars and and with the walkie-talkies, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I know, I know. But that's how it's run. And, and the prime ministers are Britain or third-degree masons, and this, this one is, and so was the last one. And, and on and on it goes. Everybody at the top of the banking system is a Freemason. You can get lists of their names and all the rest of it. It's, it's this whole setup, you know. They're tested throughout their lives to see if they can keep secrets, and the ones with a bit of... Uh, worthiness, as they say, if they're worthy, they get uh, a bit higher up there. They can keep all the secrets, which they will never divulge to the public. They'll play the game. They've shown that they will play the game. It's and game. it's just like it's a theater. It's all theater for the public. Yeah. It's really, it's just this whole illusion. It's, it's, that's the only way to really put it, because they're telling us that, oh, you know, we're just... They're basically scientists, as you would say. You know, the white coats, the new, uh, the new brown coats, the red coats. You know? That's right. But, they, are, uh, they are the they are the scientists. Uh, sci- uh, uh, that's what Bertrand Russell talked about, uh, and Huxley, and all the rest of them. That the scientific. He meant really those who studied the psychology of humanity, uh, the psychiatry, etc. They would be the, the, the ones who would control society, and it has been done. I've, I've given talks before about how they created the American culture during the 20th century, and um, and the links are up there for those who want to watch the videos on the big marketing companies that understood all these techniques and how to literally alter the behavior of millions of people intergenerationally to where they wanted them to be. Well, they say, what do they want us to be at six feet under? That's really uh, what it comes down to. Eventually they do. Eventually they do. They they want to bring us down drastically, our numbers down drastically. And uh, they've published their own views on this in their own uh, high journals. It's available to the public that they want to bring the population down big time. And they're blaming us for all the mess the world's in, that the people... They're blaming the people for the pollution and destroying the world, the planet, etc. It's always the people, the people, too many people. So, you know, we are basically, we've been very good slaves up till now. Now we're superfluous to them because they have high-tech and robots and all the rest of it. Yeah. Well, I was watching CNN recently, and I guess they just turned up the, the, um, the, the antagonism towards government a little bit. And Obama, they were actually having critical pieces towards Obama. Not pieces, I couldn't even call them pieces. Critical yeah. propaganda towards Obama. And it, it, they're setting us up, they're saying, oh, AIG is bad. And they're really just leading us down a road to exactly what you said and, and a few others have said, that they're just setting us up for Obama to be the new scapegoat to... Yeah, he, he's the latest banker's man. You've had the previous banker's man and, and many before that, you know. And so they just dress them up. What kind do you want? Do you want a white man, a black man, a Chinese man, or what do you want? Well, well, it's we'll crazy. give it to you. <laughs> huh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've just I, I write stuff down before I call in, and I was actually originally I felt like talking maybe about Arab people. Mm-hmm. They're new. The terrorism, the only real terrorism in this world is against Arab people. And mm-hmm. Arab people, they live in a. I'm not Arab personally, but Arab people, they live in a, in like a. A world of fear, 
Yes, I know. I know. I've talked to quite a few different countries, and they're all targeted now that they're scared stiff um, of just being who they are. Yeah. It's so terrible. And <laughs> for me, coming, I'm actually a Jew. Well, my family is Jewish. I, it's a long story, but uh, no, go ahead. It's it's just well. It, what it shows crazy. you, though, what it, it shows you is animals. This, what it shows you is how a campaign that's this masterfully produced can target any group anywhere in the world at any time so easily and and get away with it. That's what it shows you. And if they can do that to one group, they can do it to any group. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they've done it to the Jews before, which is the whole ir- irony of everything, because the Jews were the last scapegoat in the last world war. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I said that the modern Jews are the, the Palestinians who got bombed in Gaza with the, with the backup of the U.S., and all the rest, because it's a military strategic point. That's why it's all it's all happening there. But uh, that's what they are, because they're, they're being destroyed. The, the world's watched it in disbelief, and and the UN is silent on it. I mean, it's just astonishing. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, we could all become uh, the scapegoat. Anybody can become the scapegoat when they turn the big guns on you. Yeah. Exactly, and it's so funny. The chosen people. Mm-hmm. Chosen people, you know, it's yeah. pathetic almost. Maybe the Palestinians will be the chosen people in the next hundred years. But, uh, well, I think we're, we're all scheduled to be. I think we're all scheduled to be thinned out once our purpose is really over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, so it's really great talking to you, Alan, and uh, I'll probably call him soon. Sure enough. Thanks for calling. But yeah, we, we truly do live, and, and we should always remember that, isn't it? And there's always bad ones at the top of every group. There's always a dominant minority at the top of every group. You can't blame everybody underneath them. The unfortunate thing is, those underneath them often identify with the ones at the top. That's the sad truth. It's, it's almost human nature. It's like tribalism. I've, I've seen people in Britain, working class people from Britain, abroad, getting drunk in pubs and causing incredible chaos with their arrogance because they're British I've seen Germans do it I've seen all other cultures do it too and they're working class people they have nothing in common with their overlords and their masters and those with titles nothing in common at all nothing whatsoever any more than the average Jew has anything in common with Rothschild and his aristocratic bunch as well same thing see in the past Every psychopathic person with the right genes and married the, the, the wives of other great conquerors with psychopathic genes all got together and they became kings and queens and conquerors. Very, very, very simple. They became an aristocracy. Then they inbreed amongst themselves and they lorded over the people, but they never interbreed with the people they lorded over. That's the big secret. That's the big secret. And today you have an international elite, all those who climb to the top in all of the countries who are quite eligible to marry each other at the top because they're all proven their Darwinian worth by getting to the top, getting power, getting incredible wealth and hanging on to it. That's what Charles Galton Darwin said. That's your new economic world order. The rest of us are junk genes, apparently. doesn't matter which, which group you, you think you belong to. If you don't have your millions in the bank, you, ain't, you don't belong to the same bunch at the top. Simple as that. Simple as that. Now, there's a, an 
says, the IRS, the IRS has a heart. Victims of convicted fraudster Bernard Madoff, I call him Madoff, the alleged victims of alleged Ponzi scamster Alan Stanford will be allowed to claim their financial losses as deductions on their tax returns, says IRS Commission Douglas Shulman. I wonder if they're going to meet us across the board with everybody else grouped off by the other great banksters and overlords. Well, why not? Why, why just to certain ones? Eh? Shulman told, told the Senate Finance Committee on Tuesday that the IRS will provide details on how taxpayers can claim the losses. In particular, the IRS said they will classify the funds as theft losses. So here's, here's the IRS that steals money from you, but they call it theft losses, rather than capital losses. The distinction is important because it opens the door to bigger deductions room or deduction room, Shulman said. What he said is this, the IRS is today issuing guidance articulating the tax rules that apply and providing safe harbor, see there's your maritime law again, safe harbor procedures for taxpayers who sustained losses in certain investment arrangements discovered to be criminally fraudulent. Quite interesting, eh? Quite interesting the world we live in. It's completely different. And it's amazing too, it's one law for the guys at the top and a different set of laws for the guys at the bottom. It's disgusting. And this is what we call civilization. They call it civilization at the top. Your system. Back with more after these messages. I'm Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just looking at the absurdity of the way the news is presented to the public it's really gone down they don't have to really put in a great show for the public anymore it's true we are dumbed down we have been brainwashed through our education systems if you call it education system and years of television until the television is more real than the people living next door to you we've all been programmed to accept the boys in the black jumpsuits with the masks on as the good guys and there's so many television series out now in every country with these guys as the heroes it's just so sickening they always give you a little human interest story oh bad man kidnaps a little child and off you go as these guys go smashing down homes and through ceilings and through houses with their black combat gear these are the heroes without warrants or anything else just to get the bad man and as you're swallowing that story you're being conditioned for what's to come and, and still thinking they're the good guys. Good guys don't wear black masks. They don't kick your doors down in the middle of the night. They don't just shoot people up and get away with it. That's not the good guys. These are these were always promoted in the past as the bad guys. The gangsters wore the masks. We're so dumbed down through entertainment, the programming, predictive programming, that's what they call it. The longest series in Britain, the longest soap opera in the world is Coronation Street. Coronation Street has psychiatrists, social workers, psychologists, divorce counsellors, counsellors on ethnic cultures and so on, all working on the scripts because they give you what's coming next, getting you ready for it to accept it the same way that the actors will accept all the problems 
in the fictional shop. It's been the best series ever created on earth. And so many folk are addicted to this kind of continuous soap. It gave you all the different things that were coming up in the 70s. It came up in the 80s. Ten years of programming before it happened. And sure enough, people reacted to what happened in the same way as their programming, like the actors on television. You can't simply watch entertainment for entertainment's sake anymore. You can't do it. It's all programming. But with these guys in black with the jumpsuits, smashing down every building in sight to get the bad man, regardless of all the families that just evicted in the process or left in the rubble, that's conditioning you. That's not how a lawful society behaves. In a lawful society, everything's supposed to be on the up and up and out in the open, not smashing down doors in the middle of the night or 3 a.m. in the morning. That's what the Soviet Union did with the KGB. They can make anybody the good guys, you know. In the past, you had the, the axe man who chopped your head off for the queen, the executioner. That's the first guy who wore the black mask. Never forget that. Never forget it. And for those who are in Ireland and Dublin, please turn up to see what's happening to, to John, the guy I mentioned at the beginning of the show, to see what happens on his court case on Thursday. It's well worth looking into. People should be there. He should be put away in prison quietly in a star chamber. The public has to know what's going on. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God or your gods go with you.